Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the parables of the Lord Jesus Christ. But we're having to chase a little background right here. We've seen parables over in Matthew 22, and uh, we've been checking with the other parables that we see also in Mark and Luke that are different accounts of the same thing, right? But the next parable we see is over in Matthew 25. But you absolutely must see what the context is and what is going on. And so we're going to read through Matthew 22, 23, 24 and 25, really some of my favorite portions of the scripture because it's so helpful today and so helpful to what we will encounter in the future. So we're picking up today with Matthew 23, beginning with verse 1. Then Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples. Okay, he'd been speaking to some of the religious rulers. They were there. Okay, they're there, they're there right among them. Okay. So you've got the scribes, you've got the Pharisees. We're about to see why in a moment. You've got the crowds now. You've got the disciples. So Jesus is speaking to them, saying this, verse 2. The scribes and the Pharisees have seated themselves in the chair of Moses. Now, this is Dale here. That chair of Moses is the idea. Um, they are sitting here in authority. Okay, they've seated themselves in this chair as the ones who interpret Moses, the law. Okay, and they are given that role. Okay, but this whole idea they've seated themselves in the chair of Moses communicates this thing. Uh, literally, what we call uh, within Catholicism the ex cathedra. They're speaking from the chair. So uh, when the Pope speaks from the chair, it's infallible. When the Pope speaks in other ways, it's not infallible. Well, that's not true, but that is the thought and the idea. So here they've seated themselves in the chair of Moses. And then he says this, therefore, all that they tell you do and observe, but do not do according to their deeds, for they say things and do not do them. Whoa. So what this is, this is the beginning of what will become seven, what we call seven woes to the scribes and Pharisees. Because he's going to say, woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, you hypocrites. And then he's going to tell them why. He's speaking to the crowd now, and he's speaking to the disciples. And he says, you know, these scribes and Pharisees, they've seated themselves in the chair of Moses. They're speaking the law. He said, they're telling you the law, and they're correct in what they're telling you. They're correct in what they're teaching you. He says, so therefore, all they tell you, do and observe. Do that. Because when they're seated in the chair of Moses, in other words, when they're teaching from the law here and they're speaking from the law, do it. Observe it. But do not do according to their deeds. For they say things and they do not do them. Woo. I mean, you talk about a... A, a just a boldness and a forthrightness of truth right here. And remember, Jesus is going to say all this, this woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, you hypocrite. He's going to say it without sin. We see several times in, in the life of Jesus where he is uh, angry, when he is confrontational, when he is bold, and yet with 
without sin. I believe it shows us that in the Lord and in the Spirit that we're able to do likewise. So he is just boldly confronting them, but he's doing it by warning the crowd. So what's he telling them to do? Do what they tell you to do, but don't do as they do. Is that not the definition of a hypocrite? Absolutely. So don't do that. And then Jesus gives some uh, understanding to this. Verse 4, they tie up heavy burdens and lay them on men's shoulders. But they themselves are unwilling to move them with so much as a finger. So he says what they do, they come along and they demand of you and say, okay, uh, to live the life of a Jew, to adhere to the law, to obey the law, you must do this, 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 this. But they themselves are unwilling to do any of it. They're not willing to do it at all. Not, not even so much as to lift up the finger. Verse 5 continues. But they do all their deeds to be noticed by men, for they broaden their phylacteries and lengthen the tassels of their garment. So Jesus is showing us what they do. They don't do what they teach. So they're inconsistent, they're hypocritical like this. They lay burdens upon the people that they themselves won't even do. And the whole motivation of all their deeds is to be noticed by men. Okay, to be noticed by men. So they broaden their phylacteries and lengthen the tassels of their garments. Oh, they look good in their outfits. They look beautiful. They look wonderful. Everybody admires them for the way they look. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Sadly, it is true. Far too many that are in leadership positions in churches act and function in exactly the same way. Oh, but he's not done yet. Verse 6, they love the place of honor at banquets and the chief seats in the synagogues and respectful greetings in the marketplaces and being called rabbi by men. See, they love all this. They love the attention. They love the honor. They love the primary seats of the synagogue, the chief seat, sitting in front of everybody. They love the respectful greetings. Oh, rabbi. Oh, reverend. Oh, doctor. This kind of stuff. Jesus is going to come along and he's going to say it like this. Watch this. Verse 8. But, but, do not be called rabbi, for one is your teacher. And you are all brothers. Do not be do not call anyone on earth your father, for one is your father, he who is in heaven. <coughs> and do not be called leaders, for one is your leader. That is Christ. So you read this and you think, Well, Lord, what are you saying here? I mean, what can we not call somebody a teacher? Can we not call somebody father? Can we not call somebody leader? Well, watch this. Let me just read the next two verses, and it gives us some insight into it. Verse 11. But the greatest among you shall be your servant. Whoever exalts himself shall be humbled, and whoever humbles himself shall be exalted. So here's what the Lord is telling us. He's telling us, don't live in this way to where you demand to be called teacher. Are you love to be called father? Are you love to be called leader? We have different terms for it now. But let me tell you, folks, there are people that are exactly like this. They want to be called by their title and what they think their role and their functionality is, rather than what you see in verse 11. But the greatest among you shall be called your servant.
I had a great example. This happened several years ago, about 20 years ago. Now, we have a, a major event that takes place here in our community. It's a great event. And it's a craft show kind of thing. It's done every spring. And it's at the local monastery. The priest, the Catholic priest there. And one of the priests is a good friend of mine. He has since gone to glory. And uh, I saw him out there one day, and there's hundreds of people around. And I had my two youngest daughters with me. And I was about to introduce him as what everybody called him, Father Kevin. Okay? That was just a title, Father Kevin. But Father Kevin was a very, very wise man. When I walked up to him, uh, I said, uh, girls, I want you to meet. And then he cut me off. And he just bent down to me. He said, hey, girls, my name is Kevin. My name is Kevin. He knew the titles that he was called because of uh, the, the portion of the body of Christ that he was swimming in, right? <laughs> he knew that. But he also knew what the Scripture said. That You know what? It's not this title that somebody gives me. It's who I am. And so he, he wouldn't let them because he knew they weren't Catholic, you know. Now, the ones that were Catholic, they called him Father. That's fine, Okay. The idea behind this is the heart. If there's not a heart being motivated by a servant, then you got a problem. Jesus said that. Whoever exalts himself, you're going to be humbled. But whoever humbles himself, you will be exalted. Nothing wrong with calling somebody teacher and a father and a leader. Yeah. But if you're demanding that, if you feel like you have to call somebody that, if you have to do that, there is a problem. This is Matthew 23. We will continue in this in the next episode. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much, and I'll see you then.